We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Positively Real Podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. How you doing, my friend? You hanging in there? I know. I feel you. Remember, just take everything day by day. That's my mantra. One day at a time. So this episode is wrapping up love month. And I'm excited to bring you this topic because this month we've talked about relationship with self, relationship with others. I talked about self-trust. And now I want to talk about something that gets kind of mixed up when it comes to the topic of self-love. But I also want to talk about how to love yourself when you're in a relationship. So I have talked about self-love prior to um, marrying Brian and how it was so important for me to love myself before I truly loved another person. And I believe that at my core to this day. Now, what happens after you get married or you find your partner or your person and you're in a relationship, you know, those self-love practices are even more important when you are in that relationship. Now, I keep saying practice because it never stops. We never get to a place where I'm like, I love myself. And that's because our brain is programmed for the exact opposite. So we have to constantly be practicing and being really intentional about this work so we continue to grow, thrive as an individual, but then also in our relationships. So in order to have a thriving relationship, you and your partner need to be healthy. Like that just goes without saying. And yes, physical health is very important, but I'm not talking about physical health. It is important that you and your partner can support and care for your own mental and emotional health as well. No matter how much you your partner love each other, you cannot make them responsible and put them in charge of your overall well-being and, spoiler alert, happiness. Yep, it's true. They're not in control of your happiness. Now, it can be really easy to get caught up in your relationship no matter what stage you're in. But it is so important to stay connected to yourself so you can evaluate and work on whatever you need to improve in your emotional and mental well-being. So let's talk about this because obviously it's sometimes easier to talk about than to put into practice, but we're going to dive into what self-care is versus self-love and how you can stay connected to yourself so you can be more present for yourself. And then as a result, you're present for your partner and your relationship. And that's how it's going to thrive. Now let's talk about self-love versus self-care. 
because self-love and self-care often get confused and they sound familiar. And sometimes I ask my clients like what they do to, you know, to cultivate their self-love and a lot of times the answer is, oh, I get my nails done or I go get a massage and I take a bath, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But that's a form of self-care. Now, the thing about that is if you're doing all these things for the external, but you're not taking care of your internal world, your emotional state, your mental state, then that self-care is just going to make you feel better for a moment, but then it's going to fade away pretty fast. So it's important to have this in mind as you kind of evaluate where you're at with the relationship with yourself and your partner. So self-care really means taking care of yourself physically and mentally, right? And self-love means accepting yourself and showing yourself kindness no matter what. Now, if you're able to take care of yourself and love yourself at the same time, then you will be so present and loving towards your partner, which ultimately will have a positive ripple effect because it will strengthen the bond of your relationship, okay? So how to practice self-care in your relationship? There's a couple of things that really stand out to me. And the first thing is making sure you take some time to be solo, like to kind of do your own thing. And this is important whether you are new in a relationship or you've been with your partner for quite some time. Like you, in order to maintain your sense of self, having a alone time is imperative. So maintaining your sense of self means that you are in tuned with your needs and your well-being while you're in your partnership. So a great way to do this is just setting aside time or finding space where you can just be just you take up cup, you know, deep breaths in, check in with yourself, and then you can just evaluate your emotional state. It doesn't have to be like you go on a staycation by yourself. Like you can do this at your house. Like you can do this very intentionally. You can go for a walk solo and just check in with yourself, turn your focus inward. So this is so important for a relationship because you got to check in with yourself first before you look to your partner to fill that void or to fill something that feels like it's missing because the only person that can fill that is yourself. The truth about this is this actually makes you a better partner because you're taking care of yourself and you're not putting all of your needs on to one other person. So I know that you might be thinking, okay, Brittany, but I am not used to putting my needs first. And especially in a relationship where you really, really love the other person. I hear you. I get it. It's like so great and exciting to be in an awesome relationship. But putting your needs first is not selfish. I repeat, putting your needs first is not selfish. It's actually selfless because you focus on yourself, your needs first, and then you can really show up the way that you want to show up for your partner and your relationship. This is incredibly important so you can be the best version of yourself. You take care of your own needs. You can be a better friend, partner, support system. All of the things that you want to be, these important roles in all of the relationships in your life. So sometimes the only way to take care of your needs is to just take some solo time to figure out what your needs are. So you are able to actually stay in touch with your needs and understand how to address them when something 
shifts or something happens, right? You have to know what you need, what lights you up, right? We need to get build that self-trust again with ourselves. So that's number one, making solo time. Number two is the big B, <laughs> setting boundaries. This is huge. Boundaries are so important to any part of a relationship. And like having alone time, especially when you're in a relationship, sending, setting boundaries can allow you to take time, space, and even distance so you can practice self-care and pay attention to your mental, physical, and emotional health. Now, when we're setting boundaries, a lot of times people think it's like against the person that you're setting about, that you are setting a boundary with, and that couldn't be further from the truth. A boundary is not against someone else. It's just for you. It's to create that space so you can tap into your needs and your rhythms. So when you set boundaries, it's important to discuss your physical and digital boundaries with your partner so you're on the same page and all of your needs are being respected. Like, how do you know what your boundaries are? Check in with yourself. If something happens that you feel off or you feel resentful towards or you feel rubbed the wrong way or whatever it is, chances are a boundary is being violated. That's why setting aside time to like check in with yourself is so important so you know what boundaries need to be in place. And when I mentioned like digital boundaries, that could mean like communication, right? Being able to communicate how you want to talk to each other. You know, like, do you like texting all day or do you prefer to save your conversation towards the end of the day? Does your partner expect you to text them right away or call you back? Like, how does that work? And if you're able to talk about that, then it's really clear. Now, when you set a boundary, it's important to know that like you can set an expectation or you can have a request of your partner, but that doesn't mean that they have to do it, right? They don't have to do anything they don't want to do. But if you make that request, then it brings, it opens up a beautiful opportunity to have a deeper connection and conversation. And this allows you to communicate expectations and boundaries so you can make sure you're ex- respecting each other's wishes and allowing each other to feel supported and loved in the relationship. So sometimes setting boundaries can feel really uncomfortable at first, but boundaries are so important for self-care and so true. Think about it. If you don't have any boundaries and you're constantly doing things for everyone else, when do you have time to take care of yourself? And I bet your partner wants to be able to support you the best way that they can So just by communicating what your boundaries and expectations are, making them clear, it will allow your partner to really show up the way that you want them to show up. Now, this kind of goes without saying, but it's also important to listen and to respect your partner when they communicate their boundaries to you. Giving your partner space for self-care is also so important for a healthy relationship. It goes both ways. Okay, so we talked about being solo, we talked about um, creating boundaries, and the next way that you can practice self-care in your relationship is managing your stress. Think about it. You have a very stressful day at work, you're stuck in traffic, you're running late for dinner, and then you get home and you take your stress out on your partner. No one is their best self when they are stressed. 
And stress manifests itself in so many ways. And unfortunately, stress can negatively and significantly affect the quality of your relationships. Right? Like if you are building up stress throughout the day and then just something boils over, you'll end up snapping at your partner and then that doesn't feel good on either end of the relationship, right? No one likes to be snapped at for no reason and no one likes to be the person that just loses it, right? So it is so easy to take things out on the people that we love the most, right? It's because we trust them and they are often the closest to us. So no matter how stressed you are, it's never okay to take it out on someone else, especially your partner. Now, I know stress can be hard to control. Sometimes like there's certain situations that stress just comes up, but that's why having a self-care practice to support your stress levels is going to ultimately create better relationships in your life because now you're not going to take your stress out on your partner. Stress is a part of our life every day. Stress is not going anywhere. So we're not going to get rid of stress. We just learn how to process the stress that we experience. We learn how to manage it by accepting that that we can't control things outside of us and we can only control how we perceive what's happening. So when we get enough sleep, um, when we improve our time management and we learn to set healthy boundaries and we have that time and space to focus on ourselves, this can actually help limit the amount of stress that's in your life right? So this, these, having these practices can actually help minimize the stress and actually helps you learn how to perceive the stress and helps you respond instead of react. So some of my favorite ways to manage stress is moving my body, any type of movement, running, walking, dancing, uh, cycling, whatever it is to just shake things up and to focus on yourself is one of my favorite ways to um, reduce stress. I also love meditation, just giving myself space between my thoughts and my body and just being able to do things that don't require a whole lot of focus and just allows you to kind of just be is really helpful to manage stress and relax your mind. Hey friend, just a reminder that the reconnect to realign retreat in carefree Arizona is going down again in April. We have two options, April 8th to April 10th or April 10th to April 12th. Such an amazing experience coming together, connecting with like-minded women, creating the space of no judgment and just allowing people to show up and be exactly who they want to be. Incredible transformative experience. And because you are a podcast listener, I'm offering you a little homie hookup. So if you're interested in the retreat, head on over to the show notes. All the information you need is in there and use podcast uh, at checkout for just a little something, just a little something extra because I love you. So managing your stress by eliminating or reducing unnecessary stress is such an important part of self-care and it might require a little bit of work and dedication in the beginning, but eventually these practices will just be a part of your lifestyle and it can be so beneficial towards your personal life and relationships. And there, like, even though it requires a lot of work to like manage your stress in the long term, it has such a big benefit for you and your relationships. 
So that's what self-care looks like in relationships. And now I want to touch on what self-love looks like in relationships. So the first thing that comes to mind is being able to recognize and be in touch with your feelings. Yes, I talk about feelings a lot, but knowing how you're feeling is so important. We have to know how we're feeling because our feelings drive how we act and show up for ourselves and our relationships. Being able to acknowledge your feelings is crucial for self-love. And this requires you to check in with yourself and allow space to really get curious about your emotions and your moods and your actions. Now, acknowledging your feelings is very important, but it's not the end goal. Once you acknowledge what you're feeling, the next step is to accept them for what they are right? Just accept them. No judgment. You have to be compassionate and curious about what you're feeling. A lot of times we are so judgmental on what we're feeling. We're like, why am I so angry? Why can't I just be more chill? I wish that I I wasn't so stressed out. I shouldn't be sad. People have it way worse than me. Like we have these thoughts about our feelings. We judge ourselves for feeling. And this judgment doesn't help at all because it diminishes and invalidates our very real emotions. And you're feeling, whatever you're feeling is valid because you're feeling them. So if you begin to recognize negative thinking patterns, the first thing that you should do is give yourself a big old hug because that means you're doing the work. If you're acknowledging like, oh my gosh, I'm having these negative thoughts when I'm having these emotions and you just acknowledge and have awareness, that is the hardest part. Not everyone is self-aware enough to notice these kinds of patterns. So that's the first thing is like, if you even recognize that you're having thoughts about your emotions, that's incredible. If you want to take that a step further into that space of self-love, you have to be kind to yourself, compassionate, curious, without any judgment of your feelings. So when you're experiencing a quote unquote negative emotion, it's a beautiful opportunity to just acknowledge it. And then you can actually, once you acknowledge it and you notice what the experience is like in your body, you can thank the negative thought for showing you what you don't want, the emotion for showing you what you don't want, and you can shift into a more positive mindset. But you can't do that. You can't just force yourself into a positive mindset. You have to acknowledge where you're at first, which is self-love. Acknowledging, accepting, and being kind to yourself where you're at. You got to meet yourself where you're at. Accepting your feelings will allow you to experience all of the self-love because you're taking the judgment and the negative self-talk out of the picture. When you're in touch with your emotions and you process them and then express them, you will not only be more compassionate towards yourself, but also your partner. Being able to promote self-love in this way will help improve all of your relationships, not just the one with your partner. So recognizing your feelings is so important. But let's talk about the next um, way to practice self-love in your relationship. And this is my favorite. But being present, we say this all the time, like, I just want to be present. 
I just want to be present. And now this can feel super abstract. Like what, what does that mean be present? I mean, you're here right now, right? You're listening to this. Are you present? Or are you multitasking? Are you doing something in the background? Right? Are you doing a couple things? Are you texting? Are you cleaning? Are you working? If you are, it's all good. But that's not being present, right? Being present is much more than a physical state. Being present means being in touch with those emotions and observing your experiences and being intentional about the actions and the responses that you take. I know this feeling way too much, but it can be really easy to go onto autopilot and just cruise through life. I mean, 2020 kind of felt like that, right? Like Groundhog's Day. But this type of behavior, these type of actions do not support self-love or a healthy and happy relationship. So when you're present, you're able to like really engage in your emotions, the positive and the negative. And when you do that, you can actually address them and move forward in a way that's really productive and helpful for you. So a good way to be present is just using mindfulness. I talk about mindfulness and meditation all the time, but mindfulness is just a really easy approach to a type of meditation that helps you turn inward, relax, and feel more grounded. So, I mean, there's tons of resources out there for mindfulness, but all you really have to do is just practice paying attention to your breath and all of your senses. Like in a given situation, it's just like, okay, what am I hearing right now? What am I experiencing? What sensations? What are the smells? What are the scents? Like just activating all of your senses, that helps you anchor in the present moment. So being present and loving on yourself and showing yourself compassion and kindness will absolutely improve your mood and your self-esteem, which supports you being your best self for you and your relationship. So the last piece of developing self-love in a relationship is practicing self-forgiveness. We hold on to stories and experiences from the past that often want to repeat or replay itself in our present if we allow it to. And a lot of times we just repeat patterns from the past because it's simple and easy for our brain and something that our brain is already used to and programmed into. So practicing self-forgiveness is crucial for your relationship with yourself and your partner, because that way if you allow yourself to fully forgive yourself for whatever stories, whatever things that happened in the past, it allows you to leave it exactly where it belongs in the past. So you can be fully present and there for you and your partner. When you can forgive yourself for whatever happened in your past relationships, that is so powerful in developing a self-love practice because you are a human being and human beings, we got flaws. If you put us under a microscope, you're going to find some flaws and that's okay. That's the beautiful thing about being a human. So if you can forgive yourself for whatever happened in the past, you will strengthen your relationship and you don't have to worry about bringing that junk from your past into your present. You don't need that to validate anything in your relationships. The past is the past and it can stay there. When you practice self-forgiveness, you're allowing yourself to free yourself of 
all of the experiences that you're holding so tightly to because it somehow gives comfort, even though it's not helpful for you at all. So having that space to practice self-forgiveness can be incredibly transformative and powerful in the relationship that you have with your partner and yourself. Okay, my beautiful friends, listen here. That is it. Self-care, self-love in relationships. Oh, it is so, so, so important to have these practices in place so you can be the best you can be and show up in your relationship the way that you want to. One of my favorite techniques for fostering my self care and self-love in my relationship is journaling. I journal all of my thoughts, all the things I'm experiencing. So I don't project whatever it is onto my partner. Like that has been so helpful to just get all my thoughts out and see what's going on before I word vomit them and, and share them in a way that can be more detrimental than helpful. So if you um, want to develop a self-care and self-love practice within your relationship, set aside five minutes just to focus on you. What's going on in your mind? What are you thinking about? It doesn't have to be about your relationship. It's just about you and what you're experiencing. So you can acknowledge what is going on in your world so you can show up the best that you can be in your outer world. The moral of this podcast is if you want to have the best relationship, remember you have to continue to love yourself first. Loving yourself will allow you to love your partner in ways that you didn't even know was possible. Accepting yourself will allow you to accept your partner exactly for who they are and not trying to change them. And then taking care of yourself allows you to take care of your partner. And having those boundaries in place will allow you to show up in big, 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 big ways. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I just want to remind you that practicing self-love and self-care, it's going to take time, okay? So it needs, it's going to take time. It requires patience and commitment, okay? So don't give up on it if you don't feel different. If you implement some of these practices, the longer you do it, the more you're going to feel it. We're talking about long-term gains here, okay? Delayed gratification, that's what we want. You're planting the seeds for tomorrow. All right, my friend, that is it. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your February. If this episode resonated with you, please share with a friend. I would love that so much. And if you really want to help a homie out, leave a, leave a little review. I would love to know your thoughts about the podcast, right? Until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it, my friend. Until next time.